Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk Liverpool and if there is a panic button, can somebody press it please? Because I am panicking. I am panicking big time. And I'm not just, I'm not panicking like, I'm, I'm just panicking about everything. I don't like this. I, I, like, not even when Klopp first came in, not even during Brendan times do I remember a run this bad. Yes, we were losing games by the odd goal or whatever, but what is going on at the moment? Seems to have come just from absolutely nowhere and just totaled everyone and everything to do with the club. And I know rival fans are probably, you know, licking their lips at what just seems to be everything falling apart right now. And I'm just thankful that Leicester City decided in this game to sit back in the first half because if they pressed on to us uh, and they did what they did to us in the second half after they got their first goal, uh, this could have been a very embarrassing defeat, I think. Uh, and so thank you to Leicester for that. But I'm going to do my best at trying to go through this game without sounding too annoyed and frustrated because it was just after the first goal, it was so horrendous to watch. I almost had to turn away. It was that, that bad. Um, but we'll touch, we'll talk about that a little later on. We'll start off with uh, going into the game. We'd had a week off. We'd had a chance to recharge the batteries. You know, Klopp had talked about, and I had talked about as well, the, the mental and physical uh, fatigue on the players. We had a week off. Leicester were in the cup. A lot of our big rivals played in the cup in the week as well. We had a week off. To get out, gather our thoughts, you know, before obviously Champions League starting against this, again this week. Um, gather our thoughts, you know, get, gain our composure and, and then hopefully try and go again um, for the kind of the last third or so of the season. Um, and then hopefully trying to see whether we can do something in the uh, in the Champions League. Ozan Kabak came in for his uh, debut which was obviously good to see. I think one of the things that I talked about in the last episode was it was going to be strange to to figure out when we uh, bought in and when, when we played some of the new centre-backs we bought. I guess for strange to hear that Ben Davis had a knock. It's like, come on, even a new centre-back that we buy has got injured without even playing. It's just incredible, right? Like, it's it, have you ever seen, like, a perfect storm of events? Um, but Ozan Kabak was coming in for his start. Uh, partnering Jordan Henderson with the news that Fabinho was out for this game and, and most likely will be out for Leipzig in the week uh, and Everton next weekend as well. Um, so it looks like we're going to continue to see Jordan Henderson um, at centre-back. Um, midfield was changed slightly as well with Thiago coming out of the team. He had a pretty long run in the team uh, since he came back from his injury. So maybe Klopp was thinking a bit about the Champions League game in the midweek. And so James Milner came in for him. Uh, James Milner, who played against West Ham in one of our better performances um, over the last couple of months. So um, I was excited to see how he played. And I'll talk a bit about how, particularly in the first half, when he, for the 15 or so minutes that he did play, how I thought he could have had a very positive impact on the game had he stayed on longer. And then up front was just the usual usual front three. And the game started fairly well from our side, I would say. It started, it started really, really well. We... We were pressing them in the right places. We were winning the ball back up high. Uh, we were doing all the things that you would want us to do, but without that cutting edge um, in the box or around the box, really forcing Kasper Schmeichel into any kind of huge saves. There was obviously one save 
um, which came from uh, from Roberto Firmino, but that was offside anyways. Um, but yeah, we were, we were winning the ball back, looking threatening without really uh, causing any problems. Mo Salah um, getting into good positions, Sadio Mane getting into a couple of good positions himself, but without getting that shot on, on target or without getting that touch away from the defender. Uh, and everything seemed to be going fairly well in the first half. Um, we were really stifling... Uh, Leicester from getting the ball into Tielemans and and Madison and Harvey Barnes and it meant that they were just very very deep and very defensive Um, and I think part of that possibly was was due to the good attacking work that we were doing in terms of pressing and winning the ball back high but I think I think on the on the flip side of it I think some of it was down to the design of Leicester as well even though they are playing at home the blueprint to beat Liverpool has been set now for the past couple of months um, it's very simple. You you kind of you kind of absorb the pressure from us. We get frustrated. The quality in the final third isn't there, and inevitably we'll we'll push up trying to force something, which we'll leave in space behind. And uh, we saw a chance with Jamie Vardy who hit the crossbar in the first half. It may have been called back for offside, but um, that's exactly. I, th- I think, as I said, I think it's, it was partly by design from Leicester to play that way. But I think also it was partly that the first half panned out that way, partly due to our pretty good pressing. Um, and that's something maybe from an energy perspective, having a week off helped us with in terms of maintaining that pressing, uh, particularly all throughout the first half and even going into the second half. And going into half time, I think we were probably the unhappier team that we hadn't really forced any shots on target. Uh, Leicester, I think, were probably happy to for it to be nil-nil and they'd probably... I think from their perspective and what Brendan would have been telling them at half time was that they've probably, you know, <laughs> seen the best of us um, in that first half. And actually in the second half is when Leicester were going to get more of their opportunities. And, and traditionally throughout the Klopp era, we've been, we've always tried to get fast starts. And in those games where we have got fast starts, uh, that's when we've gone away and, and pulled away and, and scored many goals. And that wasn't the case. And that hasn't been the case for, for it feels like a very, very long time now. But coming into the second half, um, it was more of the same at the beginning of the second half. I think it was it was it was great play, winning the ball back up high, Firmino pressing high, Curtis Jones was doing really really well. Um, just before I move on to the shambles in the second half, I think we actually suffered a bit with Milner coming off, and the reason I say that is because uh, you could tell from the first ten or ten or so minutes uh, when the game when the game kicked off and we were you know we were on the front foot. He looked like he had the instruction to go beyond the front three. And one of the problems we've had with the midfields we've been playing, particularly with Thiago in there, is that, you know, Thiago and Curtis Jones aren't the types of players that want to go beyond. Uh, and James Milner is a bit more of that willing runner who who will go beyond the front three and cause a slightly different problem to the defenders that, that uh, Firmino, Salah and Mane um, don't do, that, you know, that they occupy the defenders. So we need somebody else from the midfield breaking. And I think James Milner looked like he was going to do that. Um, and I think that was a uh, a big blow to, to Klopp's game plan for this game. And obviously with Thiago coming in, he's a very different player. And I, I, I don't think Thiago had the best of games. Um, I think what one thing we're realizing about Thiago is that he's very much a luxury player. Uh, there's a reason he's won like, I think it was like nine league titles in like 10 or 11 seasons. Because um, he's gone into dominant teams. Um, that have had all their good players there. They've dominated their leagues, and this year, we just can't. We 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 can't do that defensively. Um, you know, we've seen him dive into too many tackles, and he's he becomes a bit of a passenger from a defensive defensive point. And compared to someone like Milner, um, you know, he's just he's just not on that level from a defensive standpoint. And then from an attacking standpoint, 
he's not he's not playing high enough up i think to really influence playing kind of those cutting through balls into the into the front three uh, he's playing a little bit too deep which actually means all he's really doing is is passing the ball out to the fullbacks who still keep keep crossing the ball in which you know it feels quite metronomic the way we're playing it's like get the ball out to Andy Robertson get the ball out to Trent cross the ball in headed clear we know we maybe win the ball back in midfield through Thiago Wijnaldum and then the ball goes back out to the wingers to the wing back sorry or we lose the ball and then it puts the other team on the on the break and um it's it's all just yeah as I said it become a bit bit uh, metronomic in terms of the way we play and and very predictable um but I think Thiago again is a player that last season would have been great to have this season not the player we need um just not the player we need uh, and it's kind of unfortunate because he isn't a bad player and and you know I don't want to see all this criticism online of of him being a bad player it's just that he I think he is a very much a luxury player and this season we are not in a position where we can afford uh, luxury players and which is why I would expect Klopp to maybe see well depending on how bad the Milner injury is uh, for Milner to come back in actually against Leipzig in the Champions League in midweek but we did score the first goal and it was a huge goal and it was a very very big goal it was a great place get wrong we got a bit lucky with uh, Alexander Arnold's shot um coming back to him off the defender off Soyuncu I think it was and uh, it fell to Firmino who played an absolutely wonderful little flick a little kind of roulette uh, and the ball came back to Mo Salah who first time just instinctively put it in the corner and, and that's where both Mo Salah and Sadio Mane are so deadly and they have been for so many seasons when it's that instinctive finish where they don't have to think too much uh, but that goal was all about the assist it was all about the assist it was absolutely fantastic and after that you thought oh my god the relief you could see on, on Klopp and on the players and I was definitely relieved um um, and you kind of thought, all right, there was about half an hour, less than half an hour left. It's like, guys, let's just let's just shut up shop. Let's keep the ball. Let's keep pressing them high like we were, but let's not drop off. Let's not let them have the ball. Let's just, you know, let's just keep pressing them, keep pressing them high up the pitch, not letting them uh, kind of get in behind and not letting them play the ball into their midfield uh, and play further up the pitch. Um, but obviously, inevitably, Leicester were going to get a little bit of momentum. They needed to chase the game. They were behind in a game that they probably, you know, didn't think they should have been losing. And uh, they gave away. We gave away the free kick on the edge of the box. I definitely was right that it wasn't a penalty. It was on the edge of the box. And uh, more VAR drama um, on our on our for Liverpool. Um, it was phew, one of those ones where it's hard to really say what we could have done differently. You can't ask Firmino to push up because it was literally like the back of his heel. Um, Yes, I guess initially they thought he was interfering, um, but the VAR stuff is the VAR stuff, and, and I'm not going to talk too much more about it, and that was incredibly frustrating. What was incredibly frustrating was the capitulation that happened afterwards. The, um, the I, I don't, like, I love Jordan Henderson, he's my captain, but I, I want to call, I, I need to call him out for not rallying around, not rallying the team around as a captain when we did go one all. It's happened many times to us in the past where we've gone one all, um, but I felt like we, we kind of just became very soft after we went one all, and I don't think we thought we could get back into the game. I think we thought we only had one goal in us, and as soon as they scored one, you could feel everybody's heads drop, and um, it, look, it looked like it was going to be really, really tough for the players, um, and then Alisson and Kabak just not speaking. That might be a, a new thing coming in, but... 
Um, I blame that on Allison because there was no need for him to be out that far out. He wasn't even, he was so far outside the box. Um, and then the third goal, we just opened up, we'd gone soft and phew, everything after that was just kaput basically. But um, no man of the match or no shout out. It's just press the panic button guys, press the panic button because the top four is at risk now. The top four is hugely at risk. And if we don't turn it around, we don't do something differently. We can't keep playing like exactly we're playing. We're playing metronomic. It's not good football. Everyone knows how to play against us and something needs to change. But that's it for this episode, guys. Um, yeah, we'll be back for Everton. Which I'm sure Everton will have their tails up when they're playing against us. But thank you all for watching and I'll catch you guys on the next one.